Betsy, if you can, finish the sentence for me. If it wasn't for St. Elizabeth's, I... Don't know what my inner spiritual life would have, how it would have blossomed. Oh, and learning about myself, what abilities I had to, to contribute that I wouldn't have known unless I had been here. We don't have all the answers, and we ask tons of hard questions. Listen in as knowledge-seeking, faith-filled, and hope-driven voices from St. Elizabeth's Church in Sudbury, Massachusetts connect to make our collective community stronger. All right, Betsy, it's so great to see you today. I actually get to do this in person. It's my first interview for St. East in person, which is really exciting. Oh, is it, really? it is. Everybody oh. else has been through oh. the computer. <laughs> this, this is much better. Yes, this is much oh, nicer. Yeah. I'm really excited. You are a longtime St. East parishioner. So I was hoping that we could just start by, if you could introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and kind of what's brought you here to St. Elizabeth's. Well, um, Betsy Wallingford and David Wallingford moved to Sudbury in 1964 with two little boys. And we lived probably four minutes up the road from the church. It was, it was a no-brainer that this would be our church. Although I was not raised Episcopalian, um, but David was, so it was, it was just great to have it here. And uh, so we joined within months uh, moving in, and we found a very welcoming, warm, wonderful parish with uh, a rector who stayed for 14 years, uh, Richard Faxon. And we found such friendly people who, are obvious, who were obviously committed not only to their faith, but to the church community, and things just seemed to happen. I did get involved early on with um, running the the nursery. That was it, and that's what we did in those days. We had the little ones in the nursery, and the rest were in Sunday school. And then we had another little boy with three brothers, and I being the privileged one, being the mother of three sons. And uh, David loved it, and David loved the church just as much as I. Uh, it was very, very simple and easy and welcoming community for us, and everything just fit beautifully. I really came to feel, and I do feel now, and have for a long time, that this is our, this is our spiritual home. We have really missed it, of course. Um, we, we were joyful all last fall with our beautiful outdoor services and so grateful to the folks who made that happen. Our, our genius technological men who, who have made that happen. I would call it a Herculean effort. Oh, Herculean, <laughs> absolutely. Carrying the piano in and out or the keyboard mm-hmm. as well as the table that, has became, that became the altar and everything. It was, it was a huge effort and done so beautifully and so willingly, it was a great joy. If we have a nice day on Easter, we'll be loaded to the gills with <laughs> parishioners. I think, I think we've all been hibernating, you know? Oh, it's yes. just ah, It's just been really hard. Very hard. It has, I don't know, I've had occasion to come to church for other little bits and pieces of things. But it's it feels good to come in. I feel like I'm, again, like I'm coming back into my my spiritual home, but it's it's almost like a home home because I've spent so much time here in various ways. 
So tell me kind of about the journey that you've had here at St. Elizabeth's and the different roles that you've played or the memories that stick out to you. Well, I have loved being involved in the Flower Guild in creating the beauty and, and seeing how it enhances the worship space and being around, just being in the sacristy, sometimes uh, quite often, uh, well, on Sundays and sometimes before then when I've been in there arranging. Uh, the Altar Guild folks are in there and they're always fun to be with and I'm very fond of all of them. I did chair the, the coffee hour for many years. That's always a great thing because I believe so, so, so wholeheartedly in the importance of the coffee hour because it isn't just a cup of coffee. I mean, you really connect it. It's, it's a real mechanism for, for parishioners to spend time together, often talk about important issues, often not important, but everything's important that you really want to say and share. Oh, coffee hour, I think, is wonderful. And as somebody who has three young children, it's always like, as soon as communion happens, it's like the tugging on the sleeve, and it's like, Mama, Mama, is it time yet to go I to coffee hour? I'm like, if you do a good job, <laughs> yeah. sit here for the rest of the service, and you're quiet, then you can go. <laughs> well, of course, they have That's their good. own table. Right. Supposedly. Right. Supposedly. <laughs> and uh, um, plus, um, other social functions, like the Dickens dinner, we always have flaming plum pudding with brandy sauce. And that's, that's a tradition that we've had all many, 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 many years. And I have had the joy of providing, making the plum puddings. And I have been now for several years a Yukmin, and I love it. What is it about being a Eucharistic minister that you love so much? I feel it's an honor. It's a great honor to be reading the word of the Lord and to participate in administering communion, and to, to feel that I'm doing something that enriches the spiritual life of all the parishioners who are there on that given day. One of the great things about St. Elizabeth's is that anybody and everybody can volunteer for lots of different things, yep. can get to know each other through those opportunities, and then can always say thanks but no thanks when they need a time for rest, mm-hmm. you know. And the other thing about our... our our committees is that they have always been very capable of, of carrying out their responsibilities. Strong, able people, which enables the priest not to feel he or she has to worry about them or advise to do this or tell them what to do because they know what to do. And it's a, it's a great gift for the priest to have such efficient and dedicated committee folks. Let's talk about that a little bit because it it is one of the things that I've been really impressed with about St. Elizabeth's. The sheer volume of talent that comes through these doors yeah, absolutely. is phenomenal. Yeah, This is also an indication of that a lot of people have talent that they don't know they have until they're asked to pre- present it. You find within yourself the ability to do something you didn't know you could do and that's a real gift what is it about saint elizabeth that keeps drawing people in what is it that's so unique and special about this place to be able to attract such amazing people well that's a good question that i think it's more than one answer uh number one i think we have a a wonderful reputation in town it's also well 
I mean, I know there were there were members of the church who didn't grow up as Episcopalians. We have many lapsed Catholics, as they call them, uh, and that certainly is a draw for somebody who is disenchanted with their Catholic background, upbringing, to feel extremely comfortable here. And people do. It's a very comfortable place to be, no matter what your background might be. It's amazing because I feel like it's so much more than just, you know, a place to come on Sunday. It's a vibrant community that we have, I think, really been tested this past year to keep that going. That's right. And it's been, I've been amazed, you know. I have the feeling that we did keep going and we are keeping on keeping on. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Miss Betsy, that actually follows into one of my questions that I was going to ask you, which is what has been the biggest struggle and the biggest gift during this time of COVID for you? I don't think my struggle is any is unique in, in the least. Um, not being able to be with friends and family, I think I have, I have, we have three sons, as I said. Two live nearby. One lives in Alexandria, Virginia. And he and his wife have three kids, two teenage boys and an older daughter now. And I have not seen them since a year ago last Christmas. And that has really been hard. Now our sons who live, one lives in Concord, one lives in Hudson. And in addition to that being incredibly helpful to us when we moved into our new place up in North Sudbury, they keep their eye on us and they'll do all kinds of things. But and one of them has two daughters who are now 11 and 14. And boy, do I miss them. We have seen the boys. We do see the boys, um, our sons. But the little girls who aren't so little anymore and whom we adore, thats it's tough. You know, we see them from a distance, give them air hugs. That doesn't do it. Not the same. <laughs> no. Not hardly the same. But um, but I have spent a lot of time on the telephone contacting people that, A, I would see normally and don't, or B, that I don't normally call with any regularity, but I, 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 it was important to me to keep, keep the contact going in whatever frequency it, it might happen and to check on them, and so uh, I feel like I've created my loving friendships uh, with a little more a little more energy, perhaps, than otherwise, and I'm very grateful for that. So that's been a gift, really. It's been a gift. So, Miss Betsy, what would you tell your 16-year-old self about navigating faith? Were I 16 and could belong to a church like St. Elizabeth's that had the youth group that we have, I would consider myself very fortunate and absolutely would get involved. One of the things that also drew me in to St. Elizabeth's is intergenerational relationships that Mm -hmm. are formed. There's not many places in life that that can happen these days. It's pretty special. I will say that my boys all had Vernon Clark as a Sunday school teacher in the fifth grade. Wow. Yeah. In a, in a big city church, people might not see one another from one Sunday to another, one month to the next. Right. But here we're all in a community. Right. And we all share 
so many common bonds. All right, so Betsy, if you can, finish the sentence for me. If it wasn't for St. Elizabeth's, I... Don't know what my inner spiritual life would have, how, how it would have blossomed and made me feel so fulfilled that I could say, whatever church we're talking about, could I say it again, that I say now? That it's my spiritual home. Should I say that again and then not no, squeak at the I end? think it's <laughs> lovely. I think it's lovely. Oh, and learning about myself, what I could, how I could contribute, how how it made me feel, what I felt, what abilities I had to to contribute, that I wouldn't have known unless I had been here. It's pretty powerful. This realization of being able to help that what you have is a need, you know, for others and that there are many different kinds of gifts that you can give. Right. But it's also a need sometime for the giver to know that there are things that we do that are so fulfilling for us that we hadn't thought about could we have done you know, can I do this? Well, yes I did and how great that was. I've asked all of my questions, Betsy, that I was going to ask you. Is there anything else that you would like to add or anything else that you would like to talk about? Well, I'm just grateful for you doing this. I'm grateful for all the the new blood, so to speak, that has (laughs) come into St. Elizabeth's uh, in the last few years, uh, uh, especially Andrew, of course. It's Mm -hmm. been a year of, of unexpected growth in ways that we hadn't even thought about, and unexpected connections to people that we didn't know. Like right now, Mary Mary Knox, uh, I've never sat down and talked to you before. I know. And if it weren't for the pandemic, we wouldn't be doing this interview, right? That's right. Well, Miss Betsy, it's been an absolute joy to speak with you. I very much look forward to coming through St. Elizabeth's doors and seeing your beautiful flowers and seeing your smiling face whenever we can get back here. It won't be long. Mm, I hope not. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're most I'm welcome. I'm honored to have been a part of this. Mm-hmm. Thank you.